Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Simon Chait, and you've just made the awesome decision to tune into Prog Mojo on 92.9 River FM. This is the show that's all about the world's most awesome genre, progressive rock. Today's episode is episode number 42, and tonight is our first anniversary. Yes, amazingly, 364 days ago, Prog Mojo was aired for the first time on 92.9 River FM. And we're exploring bands from the progressive rock timeline on Wikipedia. Tonight's three featured artists are Echo Lynn, Enchant, and It Bites. Alrighty, let's get straight down to it. Echo Lynn are an American prog rock band formed in Pennsylvania in 1989. Apart from a brief five-year hiatus, they've been going non-stop and they're still going today. Founding members were guitarist Brett Kuhl and drummer Paul Ramsey, both of whom were members of a recently deceased cover band called Narcissus. They were joined by Chris Busby on keyboards, and they all set about writing some original material. Before too long, they recruited another couple of players. These were Ray Weston on vocals and bassist Jesse Rays, both of whom also hailed from Narcissus. They worked well together and got stuck into recording their first self-titled album, and that was released in 1991. Having completed their first album and hired a new bassist, Tom Hyatt, Echo Lynn set about recording their second album, Suffocating the Bloom, and a follow-up four-song EP called And Every Blossom. The release of this material made a big enough splash for Sony's Epic Records to sign them for a multi-album deal in 1994, and the following year, Echo Lynn released their fourth album, As The World. Sadly, their experience with Sony was underwhelming, and the band was left feeling unsupported and alone. The latest album did not do so well, and as a result, Sony dropped Echo Lynn from the label in 1995. This proved to be the last straw, and the band broke up later that year. Move forward five years. In 2000, Echo Lynn rose from the ashes without bassist Tom Hyatt. Vocalist Ray Weston took over his duties and they recruited an additional percussionist called Jordan Perlson to work with Ramsey on drums. A couple of years and one album later, Hyatt officially rejoined the group and they all got stuck into recording their sixth album, Cowboy Poems Free. All in all, over the years, Echo Lynn have released 10 studio albums and two live albums. Their most recent album, I Heard You Listening, was released in 2015. Let's have a listen now to a track from Echo Lynn's first eponymous album. Here they are with a 16 and a half minute prog stravaganza, Island. <laughs>
And that was Echo Lynn with the 1991 prog masterpiece, Island. Hey, this is Mummy Kin, and you're listening to River FM 92.9. Stay tuned. Thank you, Mama Kin. Okay, let's head off now to San Francisco. The year is 1989, and Enchant, our featured band, was born under another name, Mayday, spelled M-A-E-D-A-E. Enchant are considered predominantly a neo-progressive rock band, and I'll remind the listener that neo-prog is a sub-genre of progressive rock, and its characteristics include highly emotional content and dramatic lyrics, delivered with a high degree of on-stage theatricality and a clean, almost pop-like, carefully composed and produced sound. They've got ambitious lyrics and melodies, and with their penchant for complex harmonic experimentation, Enchant fit the neo-prog mould quite well. Enchant's founding members were drummer and occasional keyboardist and guitarist Paul Craddock, bassist Brian Klein, Mike Geimer on keys, and Doug Ott on guitar and vocals. Enchant have been active on the prog rock scene since 1989, right up till today, although their website doesn't look to have been updated since 2018, so I can't be sure that they're still a going concern. In February 2018, they joined several other prog rock legends like Yes, Marillion, Steve Hackett, Saga, Gong, and a whole bunch of other prog rockers in a six-day cruise from Tampa to Belize entitled The Cruise from the Edge that was named after the Yes album Close to the Edge. I'd have loved to have been on that cruise. Anyway, Enchant released their first studio album, A Blueprint of the World, in 1993 on Dream Circle Records. But the band weren't particularly happy with the production on the first pressing, and so they contacted Steve Rothery of Marillion and asked him to help co-produce the album. They later re-released the newly produced version of the album. Their second album was called Wounded, and this was released in Europe on the Inside Out label in 1996, and later in 97 in the US on Magna Carta Records. Let's have a listen to a track from Wounded. Here's Enchant with Distractions.
and that was US prog rockers Enchant with their track Distractions. We're at the halfway point of tonight's prog mojo. You're with me, Simon Chait, and this is 92.9 River FM. More prog mojo after this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back into the second half of Prog Mojo. This is episode 42, and my name is Simon Chait. I will be your tour guide for today's prog rock journey. We are currently looking at the US band Enchant. Having released their first couple of albums, the next couple of years saw Enchant release an album a year, with Time Lost in 1997 and Break In in 1998, both on the Inside Out music label. Their fifth album was released on the same label in 2000 and was called Juggling Nine or Dropping Ten. The next two albums were Blink of an Eye in 2002 and Tug of War in 2003. Enchant then had a whole catalogue of material to tour with and recorded a live album in 2004. This was called Live at Last. Their most recent album was The Great Divide and this was recorded in 2014 after they'd had a long break. For our final offering from Enchant, let's listen to a track from The Great Divide. Here's Enchant with Life in a Shadow.
That was Enchant with Life in a Shadow. Our final artist for this episode of Prog Mojo is the English prog rock pop fusion band It Bites. It Bites was founded in 1982 in Egremont, Cumbria, which is just on the southern border between England and Scotland, by drummer Bob Dalton, bassist Dick Nolan, and guitarist vocalist Francis Dunnery. Soon after, Keyboardist John Beck from the band Whitehaven joined, but the newfound cohesion was short-lived and the group broke up in 1983, with all members scattering to all points of the compass. Fortunately, their breakup was also short-lived and the group reunited in 1984 and relocated to a squat in London. They were struggling to make ends meet, literally living hand-to-mouth, and this adversity worked in their favour as all they could really afford to do was write songs. This time together turned them into really good songwriters and very, very competent musicians, and they produced a demo tape. This went down well with those in the know, and they scored themselves a new manager and a recording contract with Virgin Records. It Bites released All In Red, their first single in 1986, to moderate success, while their next single, Calling All Heroes, was hugely successful and reached number six on the UK singles chart and resulted in plenty of radio and TV exposure. They released their first album, The Big Lad in the Windmill, in 1986. It was predominantly more pop than prog and again was only met with moderate success. It was their second album, Once Around the World, that really launched them into the progressive rock direction. Let's have a listen now to the title track from their second album. In a nutshell, I'd say It Bites produces an interesting blend of contemporary pop with the stylistic features of progressive rock. There's something a little bit early genesis about this track. Here's It Bites with Once Around the World. Is the theme of the day? Whoa, 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 whoa. 
And that was It Bites with the awesome track Once Around the World. All in all, It Bites released five studio albums. They split up in 1990 after the release of their third album, Eat Me in St. Louis, due to irreconcilable tensions as a result of their vocalist Francis Dunnery trying to claim full creative control of the group and its direction. This was not popular and the group folded. They reunited in 2006 with a new singer, John Mitchell, and acquired a new bassist, Lee Pomeroy, a couple of years later. It Bites released another two albums in this post-2006 period. The Tall Ships was released on Inside Out Records in 2008, and Map of the Past was released on the same label in 2012. Here is our last helping of spectacular prog rock music for today. This time, it's taken from their fifth album. Here's It Bites with The Big Machine.
And that was It Bites with The Big Machine. Well, that's it for Prog Mojo today. You've been listening to Simon Chait. That's me. And this is episode 42 of Prog Mojo. Thank you so much for your company for today. And I look forward to spending a bit more time with you. Same time, same place next week. That's right, 6 p.m. on Saturday night at 92.9 River FM. If you've enjoyed this episode of Prog Mojo, maybe consider telling someone. Let's build the Prog Mojo audience. If you felt to, you could always call the station, 6622-7939. That's 6622-7939 and tell them all about it. Or you could even jump on the website. That's 2ncr.org.au and hit that feedback tab. Don't go anywhere now, folks because Jim's going to be here and play some amazing tracks from the 70s and 80s for you as well. I'll catch you all next week. Until then, whatever you do, don't forget, prog on.